0: Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake For me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though if you ghost me for a full year and then text me again, I'll come running because I'm desperate. Oh, my guest today. You know her from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She fucking created it. It's a wonderful show. Also, she's got a movie on Hulu right now called Most Likely to Murder. ba 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 Rachel
1: Bloom! Yay! Hey! I don't know why you're still single, (laughs) by the way. You're fucking gorgeous. Your personality is like a piece of sparkling sunshine. And- I don't think it's out of line to say, like, I bet you're really good at fucking.
0: I think I am. I feel like
1: I've heard you describe your techniques before, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, that I didn't even think of doing Oh, the, that thing? I oh. think
0: I am good, and I've never gotten any complaints. If anything, I have a lot of people apologizing for coming too fast. Yep. And then I say, I know, I give a powerful blowjob, and I got a fat ass. Sometimes <laughs> it's a little too much to handle. <laughs> And it's true. It so you is-
1: think the ass, like having having like a juicy ass, because mm-hmm. I've been with the same guy for ten years, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm really out of the like I don't I've been with one dude. So having like a juicier ass is mm-hmm. like better for the dick. I don't know if it's
0: better for the dick. I think it's just like it's a lot coming at you. Okay. Because it's also like an angle. So it's like, it's a big round butt. Yeah, sure. And I think it's just like, oh, this thing that's just like really coming at me. And then there's tattoos on it. There's literature. Oh, really? Mm hmm. So I have a cupcake and ice cream cone and lollipop on one side. It says, it's sweet, just tasted. And I just add it to it. A hamburger and a hot dog that says, stick it in these buns. Because I thought that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs>
1: <fucking> amazing.
0: <laughs> And then on the other side I have um, a chili pepper that says muy caliente and I just recently got That's only one
1: cheek you described? (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I have a big ass. It's very big. Um, I was dating this dude and I had gotten the hamburger and hot dog tattoo and then we like finished and I was like I got a tattoo did you notice? And he was like yeah, I mean, I noticed the big uh, bandage on you, but I didn't ask what it was. And I was like, I mean, you should have. What if I was, like, sick?
1: Yeah, if you're having right? sex with someone they have a giant bandage right? near where, like, your parts are, you got to be like, are you okay?
0: Yeah, like, just like a quick, uh, what's wrong with your butt? And then I was like, I got a new tattoo. And he said, what is it, more food? And I was like, well, that seemed dismissive.
1: <laughs> it is indeed more food. <laughs> but it <too>. is. <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Thank you. That's really fucking cool.
0: I just really love to think about things that make me laugh and then make them permanent on my body. I really just love a good chuckle.
1: I mean, just a that's good fucking tea. hilarious. Thank you. you I've been choose? agonizing over my first... No, I've been agonizing mm-hmm. over what to get for my first, but the fact that you have literally bits on your ass <laughs> <laughs> makes what me What do like, you want to get? Well, I always told myself if I had my own TV show that I'd get something to commemorate it. Mm-hmm. So, But the thing is... I wanted to get a pretzel, but so many fans of the TV show Uh, have already gotten that. It's like I don't don't I want to do something that feels unique to me anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Relatable problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, it uh, for me it is. I mean, I guess (laughs) I I
0: guess I'm talking about a food tattoo. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I have a ton of food tattoos. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of what. uh, I was like a broken heart. No. No. I your show's so funny. Oh, it's, thank you! Like the songs are great; they're so true to you, and like your style. But then, like the dialogue is just
1: so funny as well. Well, that's also a testament to my it's great. writing partner. Have you met my writing partner, Aline? I don't know. Um, Aline Brush Aline Brush McKenna. Mm. She wrote such movies as The Devil Wears Prada. Yes. every fucking word of that movie is is her. It's
0: great. Yeah. Um, uh, the speech that Miranda Priestly gives about the color
1: teal. Oh, it's amazing! <laughs> and she just Aline just like basically pulled that out of her ass. Mm-hmm. So she's some. So I am really new to fashion. Alina's love fashions, and she was like little. And I feel like you've probably loved fashion all your life. I do. Cause you're just I look so... like a dumpster
0: right now because I was on a plane. You
1: don't look like a dumpster though. <gasps> thank Even you. Like, your plain look is fucking amazing. Thank you. Um, but she just pulled that cerulean speech out of her ass. She really? was like, yeah, this is this could be fashion.
0: I mean, I'm insanely jealous of people who, where writing comes easily to them and natural to them.
1: Well, it comes easy to you, naturally to you, though.
0: A little, no, it's work. Yeah? It's work. Uh, I think work. for
1: every writer it's work. And then you mm-hmm. have these bursts of inspiration and then it's work again Mm -hmm. and then you feel like shit when it's work because you remember the time that you wrote something in 20 minutes that was Mm -hmm. brilliant and you're like oh why can't i fucking do that i think i I lost it
0: yes i feel like i lose it a lot you
1: feel like i feel like people describe true true creative moments it feels like you're being possessed by something else Mm -hmm. jk rowling described the moments where she thought of harry potter on the train as like it felt like um almost another force was like Mm -hmm. entering her mind and that's why people have argued that it's that she's satan That it's satanic. (laughs) That it was the devil breathing life
0: into her. That's very funny to think that something so whimsical would be evil. That makes no
1: sense. The world where like the embodiment of evil is saying, how can I corrupt society? Oh, I know. A story about a child Mm -hmm. wizard. An
0: orphaned child wizard. And his ragamuffin friends.
1: What a lame devil. Right? If that's like the case. That like the worst oh. you can do is Hermione fucking Granger.
0: <laughs> I did not know how to say Hermione until the movies came out. Really? I called her Hermione. Hermione. A lot of people mm-hmm. thought of Hermione. Oh, Hermione. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I was saying. It was something <laughs> wrong. Uh, well, those- that's okay. hey.
1: It's a podcast about why are you single? Have you are you like a big Harry Potter fan?
0: Not huge, but okay. yes. So I, I devoured the books. Sure. And I prefer
1: the books over the movies. I mean, same fucking <sighs> here. Hashtag not my Dumbledore. No, not no. my Dumbledore. Not my Dumbledore. No, yeah. The Neither. movies were
0: fine. A fine event to go to, but yeah. the books. Like I remember when the last book came out, I was like sitting at my kitchen table. My dad was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I have to find out <laughs> how it ends right now. Harry might be dead." <laughs> yeah, and my dad was like, "Who is Harry?" And I was like, "Who is Harry?" You don't get it, Daddy? <laughs> that's just a, no. That's just
1: a dad being an asshole. Who's Harry? He knows
0: who Harry is. I don't know if he did. My dad was so my mom died when I was 16 and then my dad was I guess it like taken a step back, which I feel like some dads do when girls become teenagers. Mm -hmm. So then he had to take a step forward and truly didn't know anything about being a dad. Like he sat me and my sister down and said, What is your curfew? I said, midnight and Catherine, my sister said 10? She's older than me. But my dad was like, Great, you come home at 10, you come home at midnight. And I was like, on Saturdays I get to come home at two? And he was like, well, all right. On Saturdays, I'll see you at two. He just I think he was like, they would never lie. And I was like, that's all I do. That's all I'm going
1: to do to you forever. Did she then change her curfew? She's like, oh, never mind. Ten. I meant... No. No. She would come home at ten. My sister... Who has a self-imposed curfew
0: of ten p.m.? My sister's like a little angel. I once asked her to describe herself and she was like, well, I guess I'm small. Boring. And nice. <laughs> what does she do? She's a teacher. She helps um she's a teacher's aide for kids with special needs.
1: Wait, oh my god, she's perfect. She's also just, the the perfect right. like that's such a rom-com protagonist. Right? Like you would read that in a script like, meet, what's your sister's name? Catherine. Meet Catherine. Mm-hmm. Uh, parentheses. Self-imposed curfew at uh, 10 p.m. <laughs> uh, teacher for special needs. Uh, uh, only wears cream colors, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And it's I like mean, and you're not read far that. off. <laughs> you'd read that and be like, is anyone like that?
0: You're like, but no, not at so. all.
1: Is she with someone? She is
0: not. We are two uh, little single people with abandonment issues. <laughs> <laughs> we'll sometimes like, talk about it just surfacey. where I'm like, yeah, I feel like uh, if I ever fall in love, he's just going to go away quickly or die. And she's like, I feel the same way. OK, well, I guess I'll call you on Tuesday.
1: Bye. So that's like one to one with your mom.
0: Uh, yeah. And then my dad died when I was... Twenty one. Oh
1: fuck! Yeah. So. Oh it was, Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I that mean, fucking sucks.
0: Thank you. It does so Allow
1: me to be the first person ever <laughs> to point out how much that blows. Was it unexpected with both of them?
0: Yeah. So my mom died of deep vein thrombosis, which is a blood clot that travels to your heart yeah. and stops your heart. And it's a hard thing to track. And then my dad died from like a massive heart attack one day when I wasn't supposed to be home. But like I was living in New York and my friend was driving back to Jersey and he's like, I'll just take you. And I was like, okay, cool. And then we had like a great last day and it was... Like I'm glad that we ended on good terms cuz like we didn't have the best relationship which has now influenced my relationships with men and that was a fun
1: thing to find out in therapy. Are you so you're, are you in extensive therapy?
0: Uh yeah, I've been in therapy for about a year and a
1: half,
0: maybe 2 years at this point.
1: You've only been in therapy for 2 years? Despite, well, okay.
0: I was in therapy in high school and my guidance counselor, this woman was really great to me at this school. Like, she truly went above and beyond. She would take me to therapy. And I didn't like that therapist because she had red lipstick and a bunch of books that I thought were fake. And (laughs) I was just like, you're lying. You're telling me lies. Uh Then I had another therapist in college uh, who tried to hypnotize me. What? She didn't. I lied and said she did. And then I was like, well, I can't go back to her because I think she's going to try it again and I'm lying to her. And then it was also all the way in Brooklyn. I was living in the Upper West Side. I'm like, this is not a good match. And then my friend Marcy Jaro, you know Marcy, of she course. found me my current therapist. She was like, here, talk to this woman. She you got found you a therapist? Uh-huh.
1: Why did Marcy find you a therapist? Because Marcy takes care of me. That's amazing.
0: (laughs) She truly was like, I found a therapist. It was a recommendation from a friend. I do think you should talk to someone. And I was like, I wonder if it's the
1: same therapist a lot of hipster people go to. There's this one there's this one hipster people. I'm Mm -hmm. there's this one therapist who like seems to treat the a lot of people in my circle, and I went to high school with her.
0: Oh no, you did not go to high school with Mary. Okay, great. Mary's an older woman. Oh,
1: Mary's an older woman. Okay. Oh, she's and then you know older. Sissy Sissy Fenwick at UCB just got certified as a therapist.
0: Yes, but I feel like that would be weird. Oh no, I wasn't
1: saying you should go. I was oh, saying like okay. open ad for sissy.
0: That's nice. Sissy's great. Sissy's great. You should if you live in the LA area,
1: hit her up for some help. I've had the same psychiatrist for five years mm-hmm. and I, I love him. And we're, like, super close. I'm mean, Not in, like, a weird way. Although he gave me his, like, Instagram username. So, like, maybe he's, like, an unorthodox psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. He's, like, a cool psychiatrist. He surfs. And I was on set and I was like, oh, I got to go to therapy in Santa Monica right now. Mm-hmm. And someone I work with was like, um, what's your psychiatrist's name? Mm-hmm. And I said, and he's like, oh, that's my psychiatrist, too. So I ran into someone else who shares him I
0: went I started going to a psychiatrist like a year ago because I um... I was like having issues and I was like, I think I have ADD, I don't know, something's going on. And then I went to the psychiatrist and she was like, you definitely have ADD, it's hmm. bad ADD. And I was like, okay, cool. But her office hours are so weird. Yeah, She's like in the office Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then for half a second on Wednesdays and, and for two minutes on Thursdays. It's very strange. They can
1: make their own hours. I, yeah. Does she take insurance? Um. Yes. Oh, because I was going to say the no. ones that don't take in, the ones that don't take insurance are unfortunately like seen as like the upper tier ones, mm-hmm. and they really can make their own hours. Because she does not
0: take insurance, and I think I am supposed to submit my receipts to my insurance company to get reimbursed slightly.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like so Which, that means like she's like I never higher did. end can make her own weird fucking oh, hours. I you think
0: me with a high end psychiatrist.
1: It sucks that that's the case, but it it's the unfortunate truth that a lot of the. People who are, quote, unquote, higher end. Although, you know what? I started therapy in college, and I started going to this place. Um, oh, God. It's called National Institute for the Psychotherapies. It's it's mm-hmm. it's right on uh, Columbus Circle, and I paid five bucks a session, <gasps> and it was amazing. And basically, it was certified psychologists who were studying psychoanalysis, uh-huh. and it was fucking great. Therapy's fun. I mean- I, My th- show is basically about how great therapy is. Are you on any meds now?
0: I am. I'm on Vivance because I told her I liked cocaine and you cannot abuse Vivance. She's like, you can crush it. You can snort it. It's same. It's time released. And I said, yeah, right. You better believe I snorted one. And I was like, uh-huh, yes.
1: Holy shit. <laughs> Wait, released. did it feel like cocaine? No. Wait, is it – how does cocaine re- – oh, like it, cocaine focuses you in the yes. same way Vivance does? That's yes. so interesting. So like in
0: college – or theater school, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't real college. Uh, We would do a lot of Coke, and I would learn lines. I would clean, and I would be like, guys, good night. Like, I would just go to sleep, and people would be like, how are you sleeping? And I'm like, I don't know, but
1: it's time for bed. Holy shit. So Coke literally works with your body chemistry. Mm -hmm.
0: And then coffee, I can drink a pot of coffee and go right to sleep.
1: Oh. It's
0: annoying. But
1: you'd think that would be, this is me not being a doctor, you'd think Mm -hmm. that would be the opposite, that if you have ADD, Cause I have um, touches, you know. Everyone's on a spectrum. Mm-hmm. I definitely have touches of the uh, ADHD, and my and my psychiatrist has been like, don't. Coke would be very bad for you because mm-hmm. you're already at that kind of blah, 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 blah level. Mm-hmm. Now I have tried it and I didn't it was I hadn't done enough to it just woke uh. me up from a glass of wine.
0: <laughs> yeah, medication's interesting. Are you on medication?
1: I am. I am on um I am on the delicious Prozac. Mm, yum, 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 and yum. actually the last time I just met with him um he is a really big fan. So like the great thing about being with, with a psychiatrist is everything is it's very holistic. Everything is is, is connected. So it's mm-hmm. like, we're going to put you on the Prozac to supplement the talk therapy. And he's mm-hmm. a very, very conservative doser because it's like, what's going to make you feel better? And so he, I did a genetic cheek swab to see he's going to take a look at what my genetic serotonin and dopamine levels are because oh. we think I might be gaining weight from the Prozac. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be that or the donuts on set. But <laughs> I've definitely, between the time I started the show and mm-hmm, now I'm like mm-hmm. 15 pounds heavier. So I may be... I may be switching, but but the Prozac worked. I mean, excellently, and I haven't mm-hmm. had. I mean, the only side effect I've seen maybe is maybe is weight gain, but it might not be that. Everything else, like I still want to fuck. Mm-hmm. It's, it's That's good. good. For me. Um,
0: yeah, I'm a very big uh, not advocate for medication, but I'm like take it. Like if you need it,
1: take a it. A thousand fucking. Yeah. I'm literally working on a song right now. Um, that kind of relates to this. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, it's on my mind a lot. Yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> Medication is great if it's mm-hmm. like the right dosage for and your done body. well
0: and someone is helping you through it. Uh because I would do stand-up sets and I used to always have to have my notebook with me. Yeah. And if I was doing two shows in a night, I would get really confused and be like, uh, I think they've heard this already. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they heard it in the earlier show. And then I'd be like, okay. And then I would just spend a lot of time just in my head and not in the moment. And then I started taking my medicine. And now when I do shows, if I skip a joke, I'm able to, while I'm talking, go, we'll just say that joke next. Well, oh, that's fucking awesome. And, yeah, it's been just so rewarding. So it's being made on you it's made a better comedian. It really has. It, it's been fucking phenomenal. And I love it. Here's a question. Yeah. Did you meet Gregor at UCB?
1: Yeah. Uh- yeah. So, by the way, I'm like I have some postnasal drip, and it sounds like I'm snoring. So, just I didn't just do coke before here. She's
0: railing uh, lines uh, of cocaine as yeah, we talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna make him sound a little creepy, but not okay. really. Um, he was one of the founders of my college sketch group. Mm-hmm. So he was at my audition when I was 18 for this group mm-hmm. called Hammer Cats. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know them from New York. Mm-hmm. So he. Literally heard me out in the hallway being louder than everyone else auditioning. I was like, who is this fucking annoying fucking theater kid? And I came in and auditioned, and I fucking nailed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we became friends. We met in passing, and then a month or two later, I was home. I was home visiting my high school because I, I missed – I went and saw my high school's fall play because I was, like, homesick.
0: You're uh Adorable.
1: Oh yeah, I'm uh, yeah. And so I was on the plane uh, back to New York from L. A. And this guy comes up to me at California Pizza Kitchen and uh, in their airport and is like, "Hey, it's me, Gregor." And I texted my friend. I was like, "They say their name is Gregor." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." They say their I was name like, is Gregor. That's a weird name. He's like, "No, no, Dan Gregor." Actually, was mm-hmm. the guy I was dating at the time. I dated a lot of the same guys within this one sketch mm-hmm. comedy group. It's not great. Uh, so Gregor and I became friends for a couple years, and then we started dating my senior year of college. Here's a fun fact about me. I have never, I have never had sex with a guy that didn't go to NYU. Really? Yeah, I've You've been with got the
0: same a dude. ass puss. It's
1: really <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. yeah, that's wild. It's really. I've been with the same guy since I was 21. <laughs> I have only had one type of dick in me. Ah oh, that's so I mean not one it's they've been different it's different not like different dicks,
0: but they're uh Ivy League educated dicks. Uh, use let's Ivy not, League
1: right? Oh it is fucking not It's not Columbia Columbia? Had a Facebook group called NYU students will be bagging my groceries one day because oh there. God. I be, oh, they're such fucks. I How hate them. Rude. Oh, they're such. I I was I interned at SNL with a guy who went to Columbia, mm-hmm. and he corrected my pronunciation of Ahmadinejad.
0: Who's Ahmadinejad? He was the
1: uh, uh, the prime minister of right president Pr- prime minister of of Iran. Girl, I don't know. He was the he was the guy. He was the Iran guy. Oh, okay. And. I, I mispronounced his name and I remember him being like, it's Ahmadinejad. He's a world leader. And then a couple weeks later, he was trying to talk to Michaela Watkins, who remains Mm -hmm. an amazing human being. And he referred to one of the sketches as a skit. Oh no! And Michaela Watkins very nicely was like, "Oh, it's it's called a sketch," and she walked away. And then Columbia turns to me and he's like, "What's the what's the difference?" What? Because he just got Ugh. you know he just got corrected by an SNL. And I was I... like, "Well, <laughs> Columbia, <laughs> a skit is something you do at a summer camp, <laughs> and a sketch has a game and it heightens, and then it has a button and a blackout." You know, what a nerdy argument that I'm thrilled was had. It was wonderful. I. Uh. I felt so superior. No, NYU is like mid level. It's like the stereotype of it. I mean, I went there for theater, so it's different, but mm-hmm. the stereotype of it, I think, with grades is that if you get rejected from all the Ivies, mm-hmm. you get an you NYU. Go to NYU. So I've had like, you know, mid level dick, which is, I think, <laughs> appropriate for the level of quality sex I've had, un- uh, except for my husband. Mm-hmm.
0: So you've been together for 10 years. Yeah.
1: Married for almost four.
0: Okay. And where did he propose to you?
1: He propo- we were in New York, and he proposed to me in front of his old apartment in the West Village, where we first started dating. Oh. It was so romantic, and I totally saw it coming because we were we were st- <laughs> so we had, we were in New York for his best friend's wedding, mm-hmm. and he kept talking about when we get married, when we get married, and and I thought it would be a couple more years because I knew at the time he wanted to make this movie, which I mm-hmm. ended up being in. And so, and he had just "How I Met Your Mother" that he wrote on was ending. So I was like, "There's no way he's going to want to pay for a wedding and, and an engagement ring now." But he kept like kind of, I think, unconsciously bringing up like, "Oh, when we get married." And and finally, one day, I remember we were at, I think, the bar Blockheads. Remember that bar? Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, because they had like five dollar frozen margaritas. Yes, we were that at were Blockheads. So sugary. Oh, that at place at like Fifty Fourth or something. Yes, yes, exactly.
1: We were at Blockheads with my friend, and my friend went to the bathroom and. And we were talking—he kept bringing up the wedding thing, and I was like, hey, when do you think this is going to happen? He's like, well, I don't know, like, soon, right? And that was, like, news to Mm -hmm. fucking—I me. had no idea. (laughs) I wasn't pushing for it. I wasn't pushing for a proposal. And so I went to the bathroom, and I texted one of my best friends who's married to uh, his writing partner. I was like, hey, I think Gregor might Um, propose—I made a Pinterest page for engagement rings because she had told me Mm -hmm. to because she had, of course, known— uh, and, and little did I know he'd already bothering. So, so anyway, we were in our, it was New Year's Eve and we were in this hotel room. He got in a nice hotel and, um, and he's like, let's go for a walk. It was like snowing outside. I was like, mm-hmm. no, I want to cuddle and fuck. And he's like, let's just go, let's just go for a walk. Let's go for a uh-huh. walk. Okay. Let's go for a walk. <laughs> and then while we were getting ready for the walk, I was on Facebook and, a bunch of proposals were happening. I was like, ugh, everyone's getting engaged today. And engaged. I was like, how basic is that? <laughs> and his face like went ashen. And I instantly was like, oh, fuck. And so as we were walking, I kind of knew. And I tried to like take up time because I was like nervous. And I was nervous. I was about to get proposed to. Uh huh. And so I was like, oh, there's a Marc Jacobs store. Uh, why is there a Mark Jacobs store everywhere? Why do we need more Mark Jacobs mm-hmm. store? And he was like, hey, can you stop talking for what- just a second? He was, we were both really nervous. It was really sweet. That's so cute. I was a child. Like, I see my wedding photos. I, I was uh, 28, mm-hmm. and I look, I mean, partially because I was young, but also, I think, because of the, like, 10, 15 pounds I've gained, I look like I'm a fetus. I look like <laughs> I'm a true child bride.
0: That's funny to look at pictures truly from not that long ago, and you're like, I looked so young, and I'm getting... So much older.
1: Oh, it was, I mean, I see pictures from the pilot, because I had in my head, you know when you move out here, like New York, I didn't think about my body much, mm-hmm. I just feel like, I don't know, you...
0: I also never thought about my body don't in New think York.
1: A, you just don't think about it, you don't really talk about it, and mm-hmm. maybe that's a luxury of being with the same guy, and also I was skinnier, especially in college, and then I moved out here and I started going to commercial auditions, and I instantly felt super fucking out of shape. Mm-hmm. And so I had it in my head when I was getting married and we were making the pilot like, oh, I'm so normal. I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm going to show people what a real body looks like or whatever. And I I look at pictures of myself in the pilot. I'm like, you, I was so skinny. Mm-hmm. That body dysmorphia is crazy. I was a size four.
0: Yeah, what? that's tiny. Why would
1: I ever think that that's – Anything but like in good shape because now I'm like LA an A. Fucking
0: do that yeah, to you. Yeah, you just kind of. I think it's warmer, so people wear less clothes most of the time. In New York, everyone's bundle up for like what six months out of the year. Yep, and then you just see these insanely unattainable body like whenever I go to the gym I'm like that's a fake butt. That's that's fake. That's fake. Right. That's fake. Everything is fake. And I just have to remember that like they bought it. It's not like they were blessed with something that I wasn't blessed with. Also everybody everybody is a different body. And that was a hard thing to accept. And it's funny that like I also in New York was fine with it, moved out here and then had to like get okay with my body that I was already okay with. Sure. Which was a very, very strange journey.
1: But now you're, su- I mean, you are super fucking. Like I feel like every other Instagram post is you, like in a bikini. Uh,
0: I love this fat little body. Now you look fucking great. Thank you. Um, yeah, it just it took a minute, and and I don't know why it took so. It was it was a very weird journey to go on. Yeah, but um, I don't know. So wait, so you and Gregor. We're friends first, yep. and then when did you become like exclusive? I'm mystified by this exclusive conversation that people have or
1: don't have. So I had that in my head too. So let's see. We were friends. We we made out like once or twice, and then again, I can't overstate how much I dated literally everyone around him. <laughs> um, and so we wait before you get into yeah. that.
0: We got to take a break. And now we're back. (laughs) Oh, what a juicy break. Okay, so how did you guys become exclusive?
1: So, okay, so I have to, like, catalog. Okay, I was in L.A. with my parents. He was in L.A. for work because he already had an agent, which was, like, a really big deal.
0: Wow!
1: And we hooked up one summer, and we spent, like, a week together constantly. He Mm -hmm. had, like, a barbecue. We made out, and then... We hooked up and, and then and then I went to I went to Amsterdam for a theater program. Uh, and just thinking it. about him the whole time. And I came back to New York to start my senior year and we started dating kind of instantly. And then I remember going to, I was in a uh <laughs> this is such an NYU story. I was in a I was in a class that studied the history of South Africa and the end of the class was going to South Africa with the class, which Ooh. was a life-changing experience. And I remember being in South Africa and everyone asking me about Gregor and me mm-hmm. not knowing what to call him. Mm. And so I got back and I was like, so um, everyone was asking me what to call you in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Could I call you my boyfriend? And, you know, I was 21 and he was – 27, which is actually Mm -hmm. kind of a bigger gap. He's like, yeah, I guess you're my girlfriend, right? It was just less of a big deal to him, or at least it seemed. And so that's – I literally was like, let's have the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're my boyfriend, right? And I found out later that pretty much the moment we started dating in New York, he wasn't seeing other people. Mm -hmm. And I certainly wasn't because I was already in love with him.
0: (sighs) That's so sweet that you knew so soon.
1: But it's because I said something. It's Mm because I said – I feel like you're my boyfriend. And he was like, "Oh uh, yeah,
0: I never know when to have that conversation. Uh, it's, I think, I think it's very hard because I just, I never want to hear the answer. I don't want to hear, you know sure. what I mean? So I just like put it off.
1: Look, look, <sighs> if there's one thing I have learned, mm-hmm. it's that openness and communication are really important. Now I am, open to a fault I have mm-hmm. a problem with boundaries <laughs> there's a term anal retentive and there's also a term anal expulsive I am anal oh, expulsive I've never heard that before I share too much I'm too open I let my feelings out mm-hmm. I need everything to be codified I I make the subtext text if you will Okay. and so I was never gonna let it slide without with us being in a nebulous space mm-hmm. for long but I could see the fear of like if you say like I consider you my boyfriend and the guy's like what Oh, I've been seeing multiple people.
0: Yeah, because I keep reading articles that men are dating like six women at one time. Right. Which is crazy. And if
1: you've established with the other person, look, I'm not exclusive with anyone. It's weird when you're, though, in that nebulous space, Mm -hmm. theoretically. Yeah, I mean. Have you run into that? Um, like guys who you found out he was dating? Because yeah. it's not cheating. No, it's, it's just- not
0: cheating because you haven't had that conversation yet. I recently ran into, a de- I mentioned it on another episode, but I did run into a guy that I was seeing on a date with somebody else and like the day after our date. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I mean... I had just given my number to the Lyft driver that he paid for, (laughs) Dick's still (laughs) on the breath. So I was like, we're all in these streets like being crusty little animals. But then it was just like in front of me. So I was a little, I just, it felt insane. That's weird. And then we talked about it and it was fine. And we continued dating for a little bit. Uh, But yeah, it was just, it was just very strange, a very strange moment to have. I think I give up dating for now. I'm so tired.
1: I learned some interesting facts. There's an article in The Atlantic right now about mm-hmm. the sex recession that people are fucking less for whatever reason. Really? For This is what the article is trying to figure uh-huh. And I learned that pre-World War II, you didn't have boyfriends. You, mm-hmm. you basically casually courted. And then when you found a person you really liked, you married them. Oh, It was only post-World War II when there was a man shortage that women wanted to then – not lock down, but like have more serious relationships Mm -hmm. with men before marriage. And and literally teenage women coined the terms like going steady, you're my boyfriend – and then that's also why the teenage pregnancy rate rose because mm-hmm. as opposed to, oh, I'm kind of courting, I'm kind of seeing this guy, he's my boyfriend, we're fucking, mm-hmm. and then you get pregnant because no one told them that mm-hmm. fucking, you know, leads to babies. And so the idea of having a boyfriend and being exclusive is a relatively new idea. And and my parents, I mean, I maybe I just have old parents. My dad was born in 45, my mom was born in 53, but- they never called – they didn't use the term boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like a, like apparently they didn't live with anyone before they lived with each other. Mm-hmm. And then I think my mom was like kind of hooking up with someone else until the moment my father proposed. Really? And it wasn't like cheating. No. They just didn't talk about it. Yeah. And then he proposed. She was like, all right, I guess I'm not going to hook up with that other dude anymore. Interesting. Which is so – But it was within a year of them meeting. That's wild. Isn't that nuts? Yeah.
0: Like to know someone for a year and then be like, Mom, I want to be with you forever. And she's like, okay, I guess I'll
1: stop fucking the other guy.
0: I think it's really interesting that it seems like women had the power when longer relationships before marriage were established. And then men, I feel like, have gathered the power now. Sure. Which they've they've taken it. Well,
1: look, my father is also not an alpha if you will so i mean we're i think that i think that if we're talking about men being possessive or mm-hmm. or taking advantage of women my father in a good way is not an example of someone who's going to be possessive although although like um there is the story of god they went to some singles dance mm-hmm. earlier when they were dating and you know there are these songs that are like you can dance with anyone you want to but don't forget who's taking you home Mm -hmm. and whose arms you're gonna be which is crazy to me that you would dance with anyone who isn't the person Mm -hmm. who brought you to a dance but apparently people used to do that and someone offered my mom a ride home my dad stepped in and went she has a ride that's like like the the one alpha macho story i've heard
0: that's like at the end of back to the future when lorraine is dancing with uh marty's dad and then that guy cuts in and then he like Pushes him and he's like, "She's mine." Yeah. So your dad is Marty McFly's
1: dad. That makes a lot of sense. I was going to compare you, you, when you said that you were raised by a dad who your mom died and didn't understand teenagers. That's just like the movie Casper. Mmm. It is well, like Casper. Paul Pullman doesn't know what to do with Christina no. Ricci. So then he moved her into a haunted house, and then Casper kissed her. Mm-hmm. She got kissed by a ghost. That's got to be weird to be sexually attracted to. You've seen Casper, right? Oh yes. Okay, that's got to be weird to be like sexually into you're into this like fellow 13 year old boy Mm -hmm. who becomes real for a night and then he turns back into a cartoon ghost Mm -hmm. do you then have a romantic relationship with a cartoon ghost
0: i don't think you can but i mentioned this on the podcast earlier there's a woman who married a, a ghost she married a spirit she said he proposed he did he uh he did not get on a knee because he doesn't have knees right uh she said that yes and that made me laugh very hard. That's great, but then I think she says they have sex, and I'm like, "But if you don't have knees, you don't have a
1: dick." Well, what is she talking about? Is she talking about like like in her where it's all like kind of um you know it's basically phone sex?
0: Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's like diddling herself and pretending, Scotty or not him. pretending, but like I don't know. Like I just I was like this poor woman. Maybe I should start dating a ghost.
1: <laughs> what ghost would you want to date?
0: I think I'd like to date a ghost who. I mean, he's not real, but I think, um, what's his name from Titanic?
1: Uh. Wait, I asked you to choose a ghost, and then you still chose a fictional character. I literally said choose between any dead person in the history of humanity, and you're like, you know what? Billy, Jack Zane, from Ty- from Billy, Wait, Zane-, Billy Zane from Titanic? Wait, Billy Zane from Titanic? Yeah. You're not even choosing Jack? <laughs> You're choosing Billy fucking... You're choosing the I, bad guy in Titanic? But he's not bad. All he wants
0: is... You're defending to, Cal? <laughs> Cal just wants to shower Rose with money and presents, and he's bringing her on a great big ship, and then she cheats on him with Jack. That's true. You know? And then, of course, he gets upset about it. They're, like, on a sinking ship. you shoot Jack. He fucked my girl. I don't think Cal... I think Cal uh, has been misrepresented as a villain. Should you try to just date Billy Zane? I saw him recently. He was a little puffy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm, so, yeah, I should go for That's, it. Uh, Let's see. Okay. I like how we're talking about... In these conversations about the male gaze, you're just like, Ugh, whatever, Billy Zane's puffy. Billy Zane's
0: puffy. Well, I mean, <laughs> if we can shit go. on women's bodies, I'm a shit all over dude. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, a ghost. A real ghost so, if Cal were a real person, yes. so maybe what you want is like another guy from the Titanic.
0: Yeah, like an uppity man who was on the Titanic with a great head of hair and still has as a ghost. But let's see who's a dead person I'd like to date? I guess Heath Ledger. He's very attractive. Oh, yeah. I would let the ghost of Heath Ledger fuck me.
1: He's very moot. Okay, you'd let him fuck you, but but he's very moody. Like, I mean, especially mm. when he died, he was in a very bad yes. mental state. So if he came back as kind of a depressed ghost. But maybe he went to ghost therapy. Well, that's an adult swim 15 minute if I ever heard it. Um okay, let me write it down and I'm going to pitch it tomorrow. Okay, make sure you're a man cuz that's what they buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're not telling a lie. I am not telling I don't even know what. I don't know what's on Adult Swim besides Robot Chicken and Rick and Morty. Did you you wrote for Robot Chicken? I did and they're lovely. <laughs> they're great. I just I I just still think of the Head of uh, Adult Swim, who I've met, mm-hmm. saying like women aren't funny and they only bring drama to a writer's room, and like, oh, oh, so that's why he didn't buy the show that I pitched him. Maybe interesting. I life gets to be so exhausting. Oh, just
0: so exhausting. Here's a question. Yeah, how do you keep it spicy after ten years?
1: Um, well, so here's the thing. I have no boundaries. I would tell you everything. I'm trying to think of what Gregor would be okay with me mm, Okay. Um. I think you know, and I think it's an ongoing conversation of what because because you're asking a lot if from a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. You are asking for the perfect roommate, the perfect emotional support system, mm-hmm. the perfect dog parent, co dog parent, mm-hmm. the perfect like um, life partner, and then the and then a sexual partner. And often the things that we want sexually are very not in tune with like, oh, I really respect you and, and you're such a good parent to my dog, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's like, okay, well, what are the gaps in our like very respectful relationship that I want to then like bring that dynamic mm-hmm. into the the bedroom? The and bedroom. it's about talking about it and communicating and when it comes to trying new things, sometimes I'm still, and I, I'll try anything and I'll try mm-hmm. new things, but I, I do still a little bit because I don't want to look silly. That's my biggest fear is I don't want to look silly. And I'll say that um, my husband and I, because we both come from sketch and improv, we Mm -hmm. still haven't done any like role playing because Mm. I think we're just worried we'll go into like (laughs) yes and mode, you know, like Uh I, I just can't. I can't picture a world where it's like, oh, you've been you were oh, you got this bad grade on your test. Well, I'm sorry. I've. I've been having problems at home. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about
0: your problems. Yeah, like it's just
1: hard to – because good role-playing is just Mm -hmm. bad improv. Correct. So, And I think –
0: I don't think I'd get into role-playing at all specifically because – my job is to role play. Yeah,
1: exactly. So
0: it'd be so weird, like in a bedroom, to put on like a Raggedy and
1: wig and be like, "I'm a doll. Do you want to fuck a doll?" <laughs> <laughs> There's also a level of un- of of being unself aware that you have mm-hmm. to have. Look, that you have to have in sex in general. Sex is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But with the role playing idea, I mean, it's what you said. I'm a doll. I'm a doll. Or- Do you want me just lay here? <laughs> I'm a doll who came to life. Put your dick in
0: my doll mouth. Uh-oh, it doesn't open. <laughs> oh, my hands don't bend. So, like, then you're just, like,
1: so, like, you're just doing it improv because you're if, then what elseing mm-hmm. the doll. But the real way to do it is, like, okay, I'm trying to imagine if I actually needed to, like, be a sexy doll. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, hi, I came to life. Hmm. Just a sucking teeth. <laughs> That's bad improv. Like yeah, really you came to like, life. Where'd you live? Anytime <laughs> like anytime it's like I lived in a little girl's bedroom, but then I was masturbating mm-hmm. at night in a little girl's bedroom. <laughs> Every time you elaborate yes. on a backstory, yes. it makes it less sexy.
0: Yeah, because it's like a doctor patient thing to me is not inherently sexy because it's like, oh, I gotta check you out. Yeah, because I'm sick. <laughs> like <laughs> That's not sexy to me. Hey, and then, like a teacher student, uh-oh, can you check bad, out the great. cyst on my you're arm? Stupid. Like it's like none of these role playing <laughs> things are sexy to me. The only thing that seems sexy is like like a furry. Like you know those people who yeah. dress up like monsters yeah. or whatever. And be like, I'm a monster. And I'm gonna suck your dick. Like great. <laughs> okay. There's nothing weird about that because it's
1: like complete because it's complete escapism. Yes. If you're in a cat suit. And you're just like, Meow, would you like to come play with me? Like, uh-huh. it's not you're not playing a version of of your of yourself or a mm-hmm. character. You're just playing a completely different yes. thing. That's apparently the second the second top search term on Pornhub last year was um, manga or hentai porn. Interesting. People love fucking like Cartoons aliens or animals or like tits the size of footballs.
0: I got tricked into watching like a family guy porn once. It was oh, just like a naked oh, family guy thing oh, and I was like, I'm like love you What's see that? those like yes. one in five
1: times I watch porn, there's like a Lois Griffin getting fucked from behind. I'm like yes. Jesus Christ.
0: And it's it's disturbing. Cause I'm like, why? Who wanted this? Whoever watched Family Guy and was like, gotta
1: see these people naked. People really want to see Quagmire fuck, fuck Lois. Is is the sense I've gotten from the ads?
0: It's so fucking weird. And then sometimes they'll be like Aladdin and Jasmine fucking. Oh. And I'm like, but like. the Disney
1: shit is uh, amazing. I once <laughs> saw like just a, st- a still. Of erotic fan art of the genie um, mm-hmm. having like a like a giant blue dick up Aladdin's oh, ass, and it literally no. was like coming out his throat. Oh no, he was murdering Aladdin. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I'm super. Actually, you know what? The weird thing is, this is kind of fucked up. So mm-hmm. I was an only child. I had a really active fan, like imagination, and I had a lot of imaginary friends, mm-hmm. and. Around the time I was in third grade, I started to really imagine that I was in, like, a relationship with Bonkers D. Bobcat from the uh, Disney weekday afternoon show Bonkers.
0: I've never seen
1: this. Uh, Well, he's an animated Bobcat. And I literally, like, I would, like, be in my bed and, like, pretend a pillow was him and, like, pretend to have sex with him.
0: Really? I used to kiss my wall. Your wall. (laughs) Yeah. I would make out hardcore with my wall. A spot or just any wall? Any wall. Any wall in my room. I'd be like, hi, Keith. I had a crush on a boy named Keith in elementary school. I'd be mm. like, hi, Keith, how are you? And he'd be like, fine. Because I do his vo- I would do his voice. you do his voice? And I'd be like, Keith, can I kiss you? And he'd be like, yeah, of course. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then i just gently kiss a wall. <laughs> like, do you think you were good? Um, like, I was th- it any tongue or was it like just... Uh, I think it was just like...
0: Just kisses with no tongue because I didn't realize tongues were involved until someone kissed me with a tongue.
1: Oh, that's a crazy moment. Yeah, it I remember was the first time a tongue was wild. wild. It's nuts. Yeah, I was like,
0: oh, this is what. Okay, and I have a tiny tongue. So really, I, yeah, it's really short. That
1: seems off-brand. Oh, you have a tiny little tongue. It's I think very, I have. Very I think very I actually have kind of a big tongue. Yeah, you have a good tongue. I have a good tongue. Yeah, mine's you have a very tiny. tiny. Little tongue.
0: So like, but I, yet you're really good at giving head. I'm very good at it because. There's a whole technique, so you have to grip it sure. well, harder than you think, right? Because if it's loose, then it's like, well, what's the point of even gripping it? Hmm. And then the head has the most um, sense, sensory shit in it. So you know, flick that like it, when you're coming up, wiggle your tongue around, and then wiggle it around on the top, and then spit on it a little
1: bit. Sure, they love spit. Well, here's my question about the gripping because you want it like oh. <laughs> you want it to be like loose so that you can slide up and down. Because uh, if got okay, here's the thing: if a guy is circumcised, mm-hmm. it's not as much a thing of like just grabbing the dick and moving the skin. If a mm-hmm. guy has a foreskin, yes. then you can grab the dick and yes, like move. And really then there's a point it. to that yes. motion, but otherwise, you kind of have to like you have to like twist. You your have to hand. twist it. You end up doing the twisting. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then you gotta you know play with those balls. Sure. Sometimes you play with that little taint, and then they go, oh,
1: oh boy. How how okay? Because I'm interested in your cross section. How open are guys to doing butthole stuff?
0: Um, I will stick a little pinky near there, and mm-hmm. if they don't seem if, if a hand gets pushed away, I go, okay, no butt stuff for you. Uh, but if they seem to enjoy it, then I'm like, okay, let's keep
1: going. Okay, logistical question. Mm-hmm. You have beautiful long nails. Yes. Does
0: that hurt? Um, no one has ever said it hurts, but... Um, I don't really insert into butts when I have nails because I don't know how clean you are. Unless we've been out a couple times and I'm like, okay, right. you are a clean butthole. So I'll use the back of my finger to rub their taint.
1: To rub their taint? Yes. So you're not... Or like
0: a little bit of the butthole, like a little knuckle in the butt.
1: Sure. So you're very rarely like going up in there. Yeah. I'm
0: not going up in there unless we have a history and have had sex numerous times. Sure. And... Before we begin, he's like, "I'm game for that. If you're game for that, and I'm like, great. That means you washed your butt, right? Because you gotta wash that ass. Oh. If I'm gonna eat your ass, you gotta wash it like an apple, a thousand percent. You gotta wash an apple before you eat it. Most people don't. You need to. They spray them with shit.
1: <laughs> I agree, but it doesn't get the stuff. I mean, the guys I know, the gay guys I know, mm-hmm. or the guys, the guys I know who sleep with men, because some of them are are mm-hmm. bi, of course. Uh, Th- there's a whole system. Oh, yeah. You got to douche there's that a, butt. There's a whole enema thing. Mm-hmm. And, and Or enema, yes. Straight guys aren't doing that shit. No, they're not. We have a Japanese toilet. <gasps> That's nice. So we do have like a jet Well, option. then that
0: means Gregor's butt's ready for it. I mean... Fair. <laughs> he's not here to defend himself. He's not here to
1: defend himself. <laughs> I mean, okay. when you're with someone for 10 years, you just... Mm-hmm. I know every... I know every crevice of that man's body. I want it's, that. I truly. It's, fascin- it's fascinating. It's really interesting to know. I know where all his scars are. Mm-hmm. Like there's a spot on his head where he got stitches numerous times from jumping on the bed <laughs> um, when it, he was a kid. Like the same bed, same time. So that
0: story, too many monkeys jumping on a bed was literally true. for
1: him? Literally. And he paid no mind. And so there's a spot on the back of his head where I'll be like, oh, there's mm-hmm. your bed bump. Like I can feel the little scars and it's like that all over his body. I just
0: – I would love to be in a relationship and I don't know why I'm not. Rachel. I don't know
1: why you're not either. Here's, here's the thing is like I think the people who are in long-term relationships who try to give a lot of advice, it's kind of bullshit because mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's luck and time and place. Like I never thought I'd be the person to be with a dude for 10 years since my early 20s. It just kind of – I don't know. It was – weird and it mm-hmm. happened and like we just kept doing it and I blinked and it's like ten years later and I don't know why <sighs> well you're lucky
0: here's a question would you date me
1: oh my god yes <gasps> oh
0: what a dream I think you'd be a
1: great girlfriend
0: oh what a treat thank you so much I mean
1: like who would say no oh you'd be
0: surprised a lot of people well sure a lot of people have said
1: no thank you have you ever Have you dipped into the comedy community at all
0: um. Yes. And dipped out, because I can't. <laughs> can't do it. It was like walking to a room being like, I fucked five of these people. This oh. is not fun uh, yeah. anymore. Yeah. And then I feel like a lot of comedy dudes bring a lot of baggage, uh, especially the older ones who are still single.
1: Oh, yeah. So
0: I've been trying to like do the apps and asking friends to like hook me up with their friends. And it's going... I would say poorly. Okay. If I were to like put a word to it. Sure. Bad even.
1: Not fun. Terrible. Is there any interest you have that maybe you could be, like that's why I was like, oh, are you into Harry Potter? Is there any interest that you have that maybe you haven't plumbed the depths of? Because you know, there are always all these sites where you can meet (sighs) people. Are you like weirdly into, you're wearing a Looney Tunes shirt. Are you, I guess you don't really want to date guys who are like, I'm so so into Looney Tunes. I love fucking Looney Tunes, man. Tweety's hot. (laughs)
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't want like a super fan of anything. Like people who love Disney, I think are crazy. Uh, uh, <laughs> do you love Disney? I mean, yeah. People love Disney. And oh, I don't get I, well, it. It's I grew a up,
1: dirty rat wearing clothes. So I grew. So here's the thing: is I'm not really hugely into Mickey. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a year long pass to Disneyland, mm-hmm. and I just renewed my pass. So I love specifically Disneyland. Ah. And I love Disney musicals, but the Mickey stuff, I'm not. I'm not like Fair. a big Mickey fan. Mickey's
0: weird for me. I like the movies. Lion King. I'm I'm gonna go see the live action one, even though it's not live action. I yeah, think those I are CGI'd. It's,
1: it a thousand percent is, and it's shot for shot. Well, there's a whole thing talking about. Oh like, wait, an, shot an, for an, shot, really? I mean it no. I mean, but but I mean but like there's a whole thing talking about the ant that animators don't have a proper union, and so a lot of the work done in the original is now being used for the remake mm. and the, they're not getting any credit or that money. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I know.
0: Hey, Rachel. Yeah. We've come to the end.
1: Wow. That went by so quickly. It did.
0: Do you have anything you want to promote?
1: I watch Craziest Girlfriend. It's on Fridays at nine on the CW and soon to be on Netflix. We're on our last season.
0: Yeah. Well, not yay for
1: your last season. No, no, but no. I'm happy. It's, four it's, seasons? Yeah. We only ever wanted to do four. It was it was by choice. Ah, oh, what a fucking dream. It was. The odds of this happening are so slim. It's – I'm really happy that I'm living on on the planet because, like, there's this theory that there are infinite planets and, mm-hmm. like, there are a bunch of us living different lives on different planets. I'm really happy pa- – happity, I'm really happy happity, that happity, I get to happity. live in the planet where this happened.
0: Oh. Well, I'm sure you'll have – many more shows after this, or you'll be producing or whatever. Because truly, it's a great show. If you haven't watched an episode, honestly, you should watch it from the pilot to this season. is so fucking funny, and you're Thank great you. on it. Thank you. And truly... There's very few musical TV shows. I think you're the only one right now.
1: Uh, we keep being the only one to survive the gauntlet uh-huh, cause of television. Because there was Glee, but then Glee had to go. Well, and they did covers. <laughs> <laughs> so Yes, bitch, shade Glee! And date Nicole, guys. Yes, somebody date me, please! Do you ever get people reaching out from this podcast being like, I'll date you?
0: Yes. Uh, yes, but usually... They open up with something like, uh, I know you don't want to date a dude with dreams. I have no money. I have a tiny dick. Do you want to go out? And I'm like, you put everything bad first. So, so you don't no. want to date a dude with dreams? No, I kind of want him to be living his dream. I want him uh, to be happy. I don't want to date someone as they try to find themselves. So you want someone with some money. I mean, their own money. Like, yeah. I, I want to be able to go on a vacation with you. You want a fucking man. I, yes, I would like a man. Yep. And if you like this podcast, you can subscribe, uh, follow it on iTunes and shit. If you leave me a review or slide into my DMs, if it's fun, I'll read it. <laughs> this man who has a weird toupee in his profile picture and a strange mustache said, If things don't work out, would you be my date to a Weird Al concert in Denver, Colorado, August 1st next year? I have a VIP ticket. If it does work out, think about it. What a treat of a message. Wait, that's
1: actually pretty great.
0: D- but here's the question. What? Does he only have one ticket? Am I
1: going alone or with him? <laughs>
0: He's just being nice. <laughs> He's like, I just want to send you to a weird do concert. Oh, I am oh,
1: I'm, I'm married <laughs> with six children. I yeah, just really like I you as can't a person. can go with
0: you. Just if please If things go. don't work out. Oh, so
1: it's like if you're not doing anything. Yeah.
0: But it's a very weird message. Uh, so I think you should do that. Please clarify. Maybe I will. Who knows? Record
1: an episode. Maybe I'll find love with this man. Actually, love at a Weird Al concert's not a bad idea.
0: No, it's not. Because it'd be like a fun weirdo who's there. All right. That's it for this episode. Thank you, Rachel Blue. Thanks for having me.
1: This has been a Team Coco production.
0: Mom, I got the job in Manhattan. Do you have a warm enough winter coat? What about your car? I'm selling it with Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer.
1: How? I enter my license plate number, miles, condition, upload photos, and boom! An official cash offer from a local dealership. A cash offer instantly? Oh, did you call Aunt Stella? She's right there in Massachusetts. Mom, I literally just got the job.
0: Not everything is as simple as selling your car with Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. Price it, fix it, trade it, sell it at kbb.com.